What a day that will be when we get to heaven and find out those that came to know Christ because of some small act of obedience that we did for the Lord. One of our men was telling me after Sunday school this morning that he was in a garage having his vehicle worked on and he gave the man that worked on his vehicle a gospel track. He looked at it, realized it was a gospel track and he was a Christian and uh, the man began to weep and he said, Mister, he said, uh, you don't know this but just a few days ago I had a gun to my head wanting to end life. You never know when a kind gesture, a gospel track, a handshake, a smile is going to change a person's life. When we get to heaven, we're going to see the faces of those we've made a difference in. I'm so glad to invest in the lives of these that are going to countries around the world and we'll never see on this side of eternity what happens. Uh, but when we get to heaven, we'll see those faces. Acts chapter 11 is our text passage. I want to give you the context for the message this morning. If you ask what the, what the context of chapter 11 would be, uh, it would be the preaching of the gospel, but it comes out of persecution. Persecution has never stopped, nor has it ever slowed down the work of the gospel. In fact, it causes people to realize the importance of it and typically increases the preaching of the gospel, as is the case here. They take the gospel and they go everywhere. They've gone all the way up to Antioch. It was a long way for them of what they've been doing. And when they preached the gospel in Antioch, many were saved. In fact, a church was planted in Antioch. They said to one of the men there in Jerusalem, they said to Barnabas, we want you to go to Antioch and we want you to encourage the Christians that are there. Now there's a reason that Barnabas was sent. He was a man that was full of the Holy Spirit and he was a man of faith. Faith doesn't look at man's ability or circumstances. Faith looks at God's ability and God's power that can overcome the circumstances. It's interesting that Barnabas is sent to the church at Antioch because after there he goes back to Jerusalem and there's a man there that's been converted. He's a well-known man but not well-known as a good man. In fact, he was a religious man that was a persecutor of the church that was preaching the truth. And Saul of Tarsus had gone from church to church and place to place persecuting the church of Christ but he had been saved on the Damascus road and Barnabas was sent to Paul to bring him to the church at Antioch and to be an encouragement and a blessing to him. I want to look at Barnabas' life today and I want to preach on the subject learning to be an encourager. Learning to be an encourager. Heavenly Father, we cannot be but one place in life. We can only accomplish one activity at a time. So Lord, it is an encouraging thing to realize that there are not just a few, but there are many working to serve you and accomplish your will of preaching the gospel to every person around the world. Today, Lord, in the message, I pray that you would help me as I preach your word to help us all understand we can be an encouragement to one another and especially these who are going to give the gospel. And Lord, our encouragement may be 
the thing that would make the difference. Help me as I preach. Help us as I help us as we listen. In Jesus' name, Amen. The entire book of Acts records the miraculous history of the church for about 35 years, and it begins with the time at Pentecost. The Lord Jesus had founded the church during his earthly ministry and had trained the disciples to preach the gospel to win souls. He had trained them to train others to give the gospel and win souls to Christ. The book of Acts, that name is on purpose. It is the acts or the actions of the apostles. It is not just a place to sit soaking sour. It's a place to be busy in the work of God. It is an action book. One story after another of someone being saved, of a church being planted, or the gospel by way of missions going into all the world. It contains the miraculous stories of spirit-filled men of God doing the work of God. There are two main characters, though there are many who fulfill the work of God in the book of Acts. The two main characters that we read about are Peter. And of course, Peter delivers the message at Pentecost when there are 3,000 that are saved, that are baptized and added to the church. Peter continues his miraculous work, his preaching to get the gospel out. And then we come to a place where Saul of Tarshish, who had been a persecutor of the church, is now a born-again child of God, and God uses him throughout the book to take the gospel to the known world. There are single events that we know from the book. For example, Stephen is talked about in this passage of Scripture. He had been stoned because he as a deacon was preaching the gospel. And he certainly was not preaching it in a mild-mannered way, but delivering the gospel under the influence and power of the Holy Spirit in a very convicting way. That being said, when you look just past the work of the main characters of the men of God, you find a tremendous group of people who are encouraging, who are supporting, who are taking a part in the work of God. The purpose of the message today is to challenge us from the example of Barnabas to be an encouragement to one another. We all need encouragement. I say often, you may not need encouragement today, but encouragement is like chocolate. You like it whether you need it or not. It's always good to be an encouragement. In fact, one of the ways I encourage myself in times of difficulty, one of the ways I encourage myself is to encourage another. It's amazing how the Holy Spirit works in this matter of encouraging other people. Barnabas is called uh, the son of consolation. He also has the name Joseph. Uh, you typically, we typically have two names uh, along with our last name. And uh, Barnabas, he's also called Joseph, but he's referred to as the son of consolation. The word consolation is equal to the word comforter. 
uh, the Greek word paraclete in the New Testament is translated uh, Holy Spirit and he is one that comes alongside. So when they said uh, Barnabas the son of consolation is here, they were saying here's a fellow that's a son of the Holy Spirit. He'll go along beside you. He will encourage you inside and out. And what he is giving us an example of is saying you and I can do the work of the Holy Spirit when we encourage another person. I want to encourage you today by encouraging you to encourage others to do a work for God. We often see the self-centeredness of our society. We often see the behaviors of narcissism in our world today. We need not live like that, but we need another army of God's people. I'm talking about children. I'm talking about teenagers. I'm talking about men and women. I'm talking about grandparents. I'm talking about us being an army of God's people who will decide to step out of themselves and work to be an encouragement to someone else. There are three ways that Barnabas was an encouragement. I want to give you those three things. He would reach out. He would help up and he would work within. Let me give you those three things. I'm not finished with the message. I told you what I'm going to say. Now I'm going to say it. I was preaching with a preacher one time. He was really nervous, and he said, I want to talk a while this morning before I say something, and sure enough, he did. He talked a long time before he ever said anything. I don't have that time to spare this morning. First of all, Barnabas, he reached out. He reached out to help others. May I say, if I'm going to be a help to someone else, I, I've got to reach out. I've got to speak up. I have to do what I can do to try to encourage others. Don't miss this statement. Sometimes our fear of failing causes us to do nothing, thus guaranteeing our failure. I'd rather fail trying then fail not trying. Sometimes when folks attempt to encourage you, they'll say, well, they'll say some of the worst things that can be said. And sometimes you just have to say, well, I'm glad they attempted to be an encouragement to me. Sometimes you'll have a hurt hand or something, and they'll say, I'm sure sorry to see your hand hurt. I had an uncle died of that. And we sometimes we think, well, I don't want to be a failure, so I don't, want to, I don't want to do the wrong thing. And so our fear of failing guarantees our failure. Barnabas reached out to others to encourage them. There are three groups of people that Barnabas is active in reaching out to as you read through the book of Acts. Uh, Barnabas would reach out to the desperate. He reached out to the disciples and he reached out to the discouraged. That's a good outline for us to follow. Find someone who is a desperate individual that needs somebody to tell them God loves you. God cares about you. But not only do the desperate need encouragement, so do the disciples, those that are driving a bus route, those that are working a bus route, those that are teaching a Sunday school class, those that are singing in the choir, those that are playing an instrument, those that are serving around us. It's always good to encourage one another. 
And it's always good to encourage those that we know who have been through the valley or they're in the valley to go alongside them as the work of the Holy Spirit does within us, beside us, the son of consolation to be a person that is an individual of encouragement. May I say, after Saul was converted, he attempted to join the other disciples in Jerusalem, but they were afraid of Saul, and rightfully so. I mean, they were afraid of this man. He had persecuted the church, and they, they had fear of him. But Barnabas came to Saul's side. He stood beside him. He stood up for him, and he said to the others, Folks, this man's been converted. He's no longer what he was. He's been saved by the grace of God. I imagine when Saul was in church that morning, everybody prayed with one eye open. I doubt anybody went to sleep that morning that Saul of Tarshish was in church. The first time he came, everybody was trying to keep their eye on Saul. And here sits Barnabas beside him, a man who is desperate. I mean, he'd just been saved. His life just been changed. And he's sitting beside him, not only as an encouragement to Saul, but as an encouragement to others to say, God changes desperate people and he uses them to be a vessel, as a tool, as an instrument may I say this morning it's no telling how many lives have been changed and how many people have been encouraged just because you shook their hand just because you gave them a smile just because you said we're glad you're in our Sunday school class today just because you sat down beside them we ought to be people of encouragement to others we ought to find those that have been mistreated by the world and the devil always leads in the path of destruction. I was reading this week, I read a statement about the seriousness of Charles Spurgeon. I, I tend to be uh, serious in most things I do. Sometimes I, I'm almost like I'm mad, but I'm not. I'm mad at the devil. Uh, but I, I was reading about the seriousness of Spurgeon, and the question was asked, uh, does he ever laugh? And, and uh, I, I read a part of his life and how Charles Spurgeon, he, he said, uh, church ought to be a place where burdens are lifted. In fact, he said, I would rather hear people laugh than I would see them asleep in the house of God. While church is a serious place, it should never be a place where a Christian can't smile or have his burden lifted or even come to a place of laughter. Hey, folks, we've been set free by the grace of God. We're a child of the King. We ought to be an encouragement to others that are coming to the Lord's house. Spurgeon said cheerfulness is the sunshine of the heart. We ought to reach out to folks that have been mistreated by the world. You know, we have a hurting world around us. There are folks in church this morning, they're hurting. We ought to be as Barnabas, come out of ourselves, come out of our feelings, come out of the thought, well, I came to be encouraged myself. I want to tell you how to be encouraged, to be an encouragement to somebody else. He was an encouragement to the desperate. He was an encouragement. He reached out to the disciples when the church in Jerusalem heard that there was a new group of believers in Antioch, brand new Christians. They sent Barnabas and they said, Barnabas, you go up there and you help them. And the Bible says that he exhorted them. The word exhort means to encourage. It means to lift up. He offered them an encouragement. He was excited about what God was doing and how these new converts were serving the Lord as he did 
his best to encourage them to carry on the work of God. I pray that when our missionaries come this week and Wednesday through Sunday, that they would know now there's a church that's for us. There's a church that's with us. There's a church that's praying for us. There's a church that cares about us. We're not bringing them to stare at. We want to go along beside them. Want them to know that we, we are, we're thankful for your commitment and your answer to the call of God in your life. But we want to be that Barnabas, that son of consolation, that, that son of the Holy Spirit that would go along beside and encourage them. We ought to encourage not only the desperate, we ought to encourage the disciples. We ought to encourage the discouraged. One of the great stories of the Bible comes out of a time of discouragement. You remember when Paul began his missionary work, not only did Barnabas go with him, John Mark went with them on that missionary journey. For some reason, the Bible does not tell us why, but in Acts chapter 13, John Mark, he quits the missionary journey and comes home. When they get ready to take the next missionary journey, Barnabas said, now, let's take John Mark with us. And, and, and Paul said, no, I'm not taking John Mark with me. The humanity of these people is real. These, these, these are not fairy tale folks. These are real people. They, they felt like you and I feel. And that's why it's given to us in the word of God because if I can learn from them, I can learn how to treat and encourage others. Paul said, I'm not taking John Mark with me. And Barnabas said, I, I'll take him with me and I'll go on a separate missionary journey and you 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 take another and so what happened was Paul took Silas with him Barnabas took John Mark now listen to this statement from that time forward Barnabas disappears from the biblical account of what happened but Barnabas doesn't disappear he's not talked about anymore think about this if you will he's encouraging the discouraged because Barnabas gave this discouraged, defeated young man a second chance. His life as a servant of God was salvaged. Later, and you'll read in 2 Timothy chapter 4, when Paul was in prison in Rome, you know who he wanted to come see him? He wanted John Mark to come and see him. He had heard that Barnabas had encouraged John Mark and John Mark was back in the place of serving God. There are four books that we call the Gospels in the Bible. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Mark gave to us under the direction of the Holy Spirit Mark's account, the Gospel according to Mark. We have that. You know why? Because Barnabas because Barnabas encouraged a discouraged disciple of the Lord. Folks, we, shouldn't be, we should not be soldiers that shoot our wounded. We ought to be soldiers that go to our wounded. Every person is needed. I want to challenge you today. Think about somebody that may be desperate in the world and they need a Christian to encourage them. Think of a disciple that's faithfully serving the Lord and say, what can I do to encourage them? Think of somebody that's discouraged. They once were with you in church and they're not today. Don't be critical of them, but pray for them. Reach out to them. It may be that their life, when they come back to a place of serving God, 
would be greater than ever before as is the case in many in the lives of God's people in the word of God. Let's reach out to be an encouragement. Not only did Barnabas reach out, he lifted up. He lifted up. The encourager has an upward ministry. He lifts others up. Now there's two ways to do that. In prayer and in spirit. In prayer and in spirit. May I say the Holy Spirit responds to our prayers. We ought to breathe the names of those that we would encourage. Not only speak to them, but we ought to pray for them that the Lord will encourage them in their work. There are three different stories. I, 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 could, I could preach and give you an outline of all three stories. These are an example of what Barnabas did to lift others up. In Acts chapter 4, and you can just make note of this, Acts chapter 4, verses 36 and 37, we find Barnabas, he's promoting the work of God. This is the first impression we find of Barnabas. He was a man who freely gave of himself. In this passage, we find Barnabas giving of his goods, of his material uh, possessions uh, that the church and its work could go forward. He used the things at his disposal to enhance, to encourage the work of God. Barnabas invested in the early young church. He gave what he could give. Can I tell you as a young preacher and as a young married couple some years ago what a blessing it was when someone would give to my wife and I a gift and say we're praying for you. Sometimes that $20 made groceries a whole lot better that week or it met a need. I don't want to be just on the receiving end of that. I want to be a giver to others and Barnabas was an example of that. I received a phone call just a few weeks ago from a man who said, Pastor Fugit, you, you, you probably don't know me, and I don't know where you would uh, know me from, but he said, I'm a retired police officer uh, from the city of Lexington here, and he said, I can't tell you how many sermons and how many radio broadcasts I've listened uh, to you uh, over the years as I've worked and listened to your program. He said, I just wanted to call you and let you know after working as a police officer and seeing the results of all of the things that folks get involved in, I want to give the rest of my life. I'm starting in a, a, a program to help folks overcome sin and addiction. Here's what he said. I wanted to call you because I knew you would be an encouragement to me in this ministry. Can I tell you today, we ought to have a testimony of being an encouragement to others. If you read Acts chapter 11 verses 23 through 26 that we read in our text this morning, you'll find that he encourages the work of God. Barnabas had seen all that the Lord was doing in Antioch and he sent out to find Paul and share the news with him. And Barnabas refused to keep the good blessings of God quiet. He praised the work of God. Sometimes we don't praise others' work because we think the attention would be given to someone else instead of us may God help us to overcome our selfishness and live in the spirit to say it's not about us it is about the work of Christ that he's doing and praise God for everybody that's preaching the gospel of Christ oh Dr. Bob Jones used to say he said I'll throw a biscuit to a dog that'll bark for Jesus 
My dog barking last night was not barking for Jesus. I didn't throw him a biscuit. I told him to be quiet. But anyway, I like that. Acts chapter 13, you find Barnabas participating in the work of God. He said, separate me, Paul and Barnabas, for the work whereunto I have called them. He had supported it. He had praised it. He had given to it. He had told others about it. And, and, and it's a wonderful thing, the excitement that one person can build, the fire of excitement that one person can spread if we'll just be a person. Look, God didn't call us to be Fox News reporters and to tell everybody when we come to church, did you hear what happened? Did you? Hey, you don't have to worry about missing anything on the news. You just go to church. May I say there's better news to tell than what was reported on the news last night. Hey, there's some good news and there are some young people that have given themselves uh, to preach the gospel. There ought to be an excitement. There ought to be an encouragement that we would talk about the fact that folks are serving God and the work of God's being done. He reached out. He lifted up. But this important part, this is the third part, Barnabas had the ability to reach within, get the statement now, an encourager possesses an internal ministry that is the ability to keep himself encouraged. It is from this ministry to his own spiritual needs that the encourager is able to demonstrate the reality of Jesus Christ to those around him. We sometimes forget when you read about Barnabas, this was a time of persecution. Think about this. He didn't go into the church and say, hey folks, did you all hear what's happening in Jerusalem? They're persecuting the church down there. They're scattered everywhere. You're next. It won't be long. They'll be here to get you. That's not what Barnabas talked about. Barnabas didn't talk about the persecution. He talked about the gospel. Talked about the power of the gospel. Talked about the joy of being set free. There's all kinds of bad news out there. But, uh, but Barnabas had the ability to understand that I must stay encourage myself. And to encourage himself, he walked with the Lord. Persecution was everywhere. But his focus was not on the circumstances. It was on the God of the circumstance you see the picture of David's brothers who are at war are supposed to be at war with the Philistines they've read the reports and they've read how Goliath has never been defeated they've read the reports of how great and strong and mighty Goliath is and he reminds him every day swearing and 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 cursing the God of heaven but David comes who's been in the presence of God and David sees Goliath compared to the greatness of God not compared to the circumstances around him and it's not very long he comes back across the valley dragging the head of that old Goliath that he had killed God help us to have some people who will be people of encouragement to others I told a part of this story in Sunday school I want to share it with you as I close a message today I preached in Georgetown this week on Monday and Tuesday and uh, Brother Moises Urbina is the pastor there and he married one of our girls um, Avalia Gonzalez uh, she and her sister uh, came to church when they were little girls they were saved through our bus ministry in fact one of the five Spanish words I know is poquito means small in Spanish and and her sister 
is little, and so I, I could never think of her name, can't think of it now, but I call her Paquito. I remember that. She's a little girl. They both got saved in our bus ministry. I stood there Monday night as Brother uh, Urbina was introducing me. I, I knew he was because he would say my name. He'd go from Spanish to Pastor Fugate and then back to Spanish again. He may have been telling everything bad about me. I don't know, but... <laughs> But as he stood and he conducted the service and I could tell a bit of what was going on, he introduced me to preach. I remember the teenage boy that I'd met in Miami, Florida, in Homestead, Florida. He was a teenage boy and he wasn't acting bad, but he certainly wasn't surrendered to the will of God. I said, Moises, why don't you come to Bible college, this boy? He said, I, I don't want to go to Bible college. I said, what are you going to do with your life? He said, I don't know. I said, if you don't know, the best place to find the will of God would be at Bible college. You ought to come at least a year. He said, I didn't want to come. And uh, he said, I just gave you whatever answer to get you to quit asking me and try to keep me from committing to come. He said, preacher, if you remember, you got my cell phone and you called me. And said, Moises, I want you to come to Bible college. And so he came. And God used him in a in a great way, I mean, he yielded his life to God's will early on. He became a great servant for the Lord, and then just less than two years ago, he started the church there in Georgetown. It'll seat about 100 people, the church building will. They probably had 75 chairs out and had to bring more chairs in. I guess 85 folks were there on Monday night. After the service, we have a time of fellowship. That's one thing I like about the Mexican folks they know how to fellowship around tacos. And I prayed for him most of the night as I had a heartburn and couldn't sleep. <laughs> but as we were standing there and we were eating, Brother Moises would say, Preacher, this is, and he would tell me. He got saved the very first, first week that we started the church. This family here, they got saved a month ago. Preacher, this lady right here got saved today. She's getting baptized tonight. This man here, he went soul winning for the first time this past week. Probably 50 stories that he told the folks that he and his wife had led to Christ. I can't tell you, I cannot explain the joy. My wife and I laughed and we cried all the way home talking about the goodness of God and what, what can happen to make the difference in just one person's life. Folks, listen to me. Don't you focus on all the negative circumstances. They've always been here and they always will be until Jesus comes. But that's the good news. Let's give the good news. Let's be an encourager by reaching out, by lifting up and making sure we work within. Keep our own heart encouraged. Stand with me if you will. If you're here today, you do not know Christ as your Savior. You ought to trust Christ as your Savior today. Oh, listen, you don't want to die and go to a devil's hell. You ought to put your faith and trust in him. If you've been saved but not obedient to Christ in believer's baptism, you ought to let folks know that you've placed your faith in Christ by making that profession public that you believe the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. If you're here today and you are discouraged, one way you can come out of that is work to encourage another. 
Perhaps you need to find your place at an altar here and say, Lord, help me to be as a Barnabas and encouragement in the work of the Lord. Heavenly Father, what a joy it is to serve you. What a joy it is to be a part of the lives of others that we had just a small part because of the giving of our people. Commonwealth Baptist College is a reality because of the training of many of our servants in our church, Sunday school teachers, laymen, staff. Moises and Avelia learned how to love and care for other people by watching the people of our church. May we continue the work. May we personally decide I am going to be an encouragement to others. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.